You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Why, yes, that's right. You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. <laughs> she doesn't sound like that. You should be nicer to that lady. She sounds a lot more masculine than I do, probably. That's the truth. Full house tonight. Um, the lovely Chris is sitting there. Manning, beautiful. I'm absolutely beautiful. Manning, Thank you. Manning the controls. The lovely Michelle's in the corner. Hello. And also the lovely Mara's here again Hello. this week. Thanks for joining us, Mara. You're welcome. Uh, and we have an action-packed week. Um, we'll try to keep the energy up. I think we're all kind of sharing the... the we're we're all just a bit sludgy today. I think, I think. we're low on vitamin D. Possibly. Yeah, some, something's yeah. happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get a lot of sun here in Michigan this time of year. No. Well, it's been nice. The it last, actually has. Yeah, yeah. I, nice. I got Well, I mean, it's still kind of rainy and blowy wow. and These chilly. last couple of days have been yeah. sucky. It really has. So even though it hasn't been as cold, it's still really not. Saturday was real nice. I was able to get out and get a hike in on Saturday, and the sun was out. And it yeah. was beautiful outside. It was like it was in the mid forties. Which for this time of year, yeah, we're like, okay, who, what did we do wrong? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> What's going on here? So, yeah, it's uh, but we're all a little dreary. But we we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Chris, I'm not even. Yes, gonna, there's no cleverness today. I'm not. I don't have the energy for cleverness. That's fine. What do you want to talk about? You're good. Well, <laughs> uh, first thing I mention is our sponsors. Obviously, oh. projectorscreen.com. Yes, the finest. The wonderful projectorscreen.com. Yes, the the, the titillating. ProjectorScreen.com. <laughs> Actually, they made you a second sponsorship with us. They just launched a new site. It's like 4KSomething.com. So oh, really, really? we've been kind of talking about that. Outstanding. Forth, which would be wonderful because we can always use money here. Yeah. And uh, second, of course, the Flint Institute of Arts. Make sure you check them out if you can. And last but not least, the wonderful, wonderful Sellermans, where I spent my last Friday night. So did I. Imagine that. Yeah. I didn't even see you. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I didn't. No? I saw you. I just avoided you. Yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I just hid in the corner by myself with my phone. And I'm like, oh, there's Chris. Keep your head down. I was yeah. hiding by the Street Fighter 2 machine. Yeah. They, they have a Street Fighter. I think it's, it's Street Fighter 2, I think. They have a really, really amazing the, Street Fighter 2 machine. The one where you just has the two buttons? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super cool. You don't see those a lot. No, no. It's, it's a really awesome yeah. machine. It's in great shape, too. Uh, we did go there for, well, do we want to talk about that for a second, Chris? Yeah, sure, sure. We went there, oh my God, Sam, he's been on the show before. He finished his film called Reverie. Reveries. Reveries. Why, why don't you just lead up? Why, why are you typing? Because I'm sharing, the, I'm sharing the stream. You do that before the show. You can't. You can't do it until it starts. Can't do it until it starts, my Oh, friend. is that how the Facebook works? Affirmative. Yeah. Is that how the devil's website works? Yes, the devil's <laughs> website. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, though. Sam, uh, what's... Uh, yeah, Sam Keeble. Thank you. Sam had Keeble. his short film. It's 30 minutes long. It's Reveries. called Reveries. Yes. We had him out a few months ago to discuss his short film, so we went out and checked it out. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was you know, really good. Well, they even said... Um, before they they started you know showing the film they said you know this is a really it's a half an hour it's a very quick film and i'm thinking okay well this is going to bang through i've seen a lot of short films and the one thing we talked about outside uh you and i chris and i'm like you know there was a short film but it moved so elegantly it was so smooth and it ran i mean i thought it was a very beautiful film for you know to crunch in that much story into a half an hour you know and we've said that before i uh, on this show um, you know, it's difficult to, I think it's, I think it could be even more difficult to make a short film than it is a full feature length type film because you're trying to tell a whole story 
and depending on the complexity of the story in a very yeah small you're concentrating that that's a very difficult mm-hmm. thing to do so um Sam, you know, hats off to you, man. It was a fantastic movie, and I really want to see it again because it's one of those movies, too, where I knew watching it, I'm missing stuff. I know I'm missing stuff because there's just all this, there's a lot to look at in the film. They spent a lot of time with this, and it was a long journey for them to get where they were at on, at Sellerman's last Friday. Yeah, you could watch that movie probably three or four times, try and pick yeah, up it was everything. Really, really good. So, so, yeah, very points. layered. Is yeah, there anywhere layered. that uh, you can watch it? Yes, I will post the link. Pornhub. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I know he was talking about he was talking about uh, possibly getting it. Uh, he's talking about doing like a trifecta type thing at the Main Art Theater, uh, which is you know obviously Royal Oak here. We're, we're talking about that. Does so, he have more than one short, or does he have more stuff? I think this is his first one, wasn't it, Chris? This was, I, I th- believe, his second his short. His second one, yeah. He yeah. did something cool. before that too. You're right. So yeah, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. We got to meet all of our buddies at Cellar Cellarman's, all of our friends there. Yep. Uh, and had some fantastic beverages. Okay. So this is the big deal that's going on at Cellarman's. It's looking like mid-May, potentially the weekend before Motor City Comic Con. Yeah. We are going to host our own film festival there. That's going to be all horror and short sci-fi films. Oh, dude. Yeah. Fun. The pile of blubber that will be there that weekend. Will yeah, be amazing. it'll be great. It'll I don't be mean great. blubber isn't fat people. I mean like just the beautiful blubber that. Yes. That we're all. Oh fucking never mind. <laughs> no way I'm backing out of that one. All right, let's get on to news here. Um, Aquaman is officially the highest grossing DC film of all time. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> I heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. <laughs> Even Jason Momoa's abs couldn't say this crap. Oh yes, they can. I think it did really well, and they opened it in China first, I believe, didn't they? Like a yes. week before yeah. us or something? Or And it's doing really, really yeah. well there, too. Yeah, it made a lot of money uh, overseas, I believe. But the cool thing with that is that Bumblebee actually just opened in China, and it destroyed Aquaman this oh. last weekend, and they're saying it's actually going to do very well now. Well, that's good. Because they're loving it over there, which it totally it's flopped film. here. It's a gr- it flopped here? Totally flopped. It only made like $75 million. What did they put into it? Uh, 133. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was not very good for uh, the Transformers. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the. I mean, there was a few things I would like to see more. You know, they kind of, well, no, I can't spoil it. Just more Cybertron. That's what I want to see more of. And all that Generation 1 stuff was yeah. so rad. It looked good. So rad. Well, and the thing I was, loved it. My biggest complaint from the very beginning of Transformers has always been, you know, the CGI. I thought even in the even in the first one, the CGI was too good. It was so complex and so layered, and there was so much going on that sometimes you just lost what was happening mm-hmm. when they were fighting and stuff like that. I mean, don't get me wrong; it looked awesome, but it was confusing to a certain degree. It was very confusing. <laughs> it was. So you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they had those hideous redesigns where they just look like mechanical monstrosities, like yeah. Like, uh, they just, I always say this, but they should not let, like, Western people design mechas or robots because they're always fugly. <laughs> like, just let Japanese people do it. Like, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. I've never seen American design mechs that look good. They always look crappy. Just get a, just call a Japanese guy, anybody. Just, they don't even have to be, like, an actual designer. Just call some Japanese guy and be like, can you make us robots, please? And they will yeah. be better than anything that we ever do. Well, I think the design they did on Bumblebee, the the movements were slower. Mm-hmm. 
maybe it's because these were older. I, I don't. This is you know it's kind of a prequel type thing yeah. anyway. So they they moved a bit slower, I thought, and it was easier to kind of pick up on what was happening. And I loved it. It was great. You could really, it, it just it looked good. It it was a great story. I, you know, there's I have my complaints, but I'm not here to bitch yet. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It's it was happening. a lot of fun. Great flick. Yeah, it's cool. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It bombed. That means that tells me that it was a really great film though because it <laughs> bombed. Well, a lot of people just had it out for the movie mm -hmm. from the get go because a lot of people didn't understand that it was not really a Michael Bay movie. So well, I think that was yeah. a big part of the problem. Yeah. In other big news, uh, season three of True Detective premieres this Sunday night. Ding ding ding! Oh, I'm so excited for this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really cool. So mm -hmm. hopefully it's more like the first season was, not like the second season. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's out this Sunday. And then a little bit of news that we reported over the week. Uh, Dave Bautista has joined <laughs> Dennis Villeneuve's Dune film. Mm. <laughs> mm. What's happening here? Is Are you really that aroused? You, you're happy? Is this a happy noise? This is all I can really get out now, tonight. That's I already, I just, the, in the first, like, what, we were, we're like 10 minutes in, and the, that's about as much energy as I can expell. So yeah. the rest of the show, I'm going to be It's going to be just mm. you humming? Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> we can do this without No, you. that's exciting. Yeah. He's, like, a, he's a great actor. <laughs> he's a great actor. Yeah. He was good in 2049. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in it, like, a whole lot, but. Yeah, 10 he, minutes. The 10 minutes he was in it, he was good. Like, yeah. I didn't have mm -hmm. issues with him. Absolutely agreed. So moving on, last bit of news: uh, Ruby Rose as Batwoman. They're giving her her own show on the CW. Really? So yeah, I thought they were going to anyway, or they weren't before. They no. they were discussing it. They wanted to see how she did on oh, the show okay. and if the character became popular enough. So they officially ordered a pilot now. Okay, you so, know that's pretty exciting. I mean, I I'm usually don't really like the t TV or uh, comic or the movies of comic books, but you know mm -hmm. they've never done Batwoman. There yeah. are really many yeah. female characters at all. And I think, like, Ruby Rose is going to be great for that role, I think. She's really cool. She is. You know, and she's actually kind of grown as an actress. I loved her in The Meg. I didn't even see that. But I oh, liked her in Orange is New Black. Yeah. Me too. The Meg is one I really wanted to see, and I don't. I missed it. It's fun. It's just a lot of fun. Okay. Mm. <laughs> that was the last bit of news. <laughs> in new releases this week, we've got The Upside starring Brian Cranston as a quadriplegic in a wheelchair. It was actually made back in 2016 and has been held back for three years from release. So Why? it's post-Christmas yeah. season, dumping season, uh -oh. you know. Um, yeah, I guess it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Ben Peebles going out to the screening for that tomorrow night. Then we've got Replicas, which is the new sci-fi film starring yeah. Keanu Reeves. That, I think, is in limited release. Yeah, it looks cool, though. And then we've got A Dog's Way Home. Oh, which the trailer gives away the entire movie. Dude, Rough. that was like, that trailer, I saw that before I saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And I was just like, what? There's like fucking CG, like, tigers in it and shit. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, what is happening? I, I felt like I had like a psychotic break for a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds while it was playing. Yeah, but yeah, it gives away the whole movie. Like, the entire movie's in the trailer. Like, you're going to need to see it. Yeah. Like, dog <laughs> gets adopted dog grows up with kid kid goes off to work dog escapes and then dog has to find his and then way like home. cg panthers or something i don't remember yeah. it was like a bear or some shit yeah, i don't know what like it was it kind of sounds like they gave away the whole story in the title yeah yeah yes exactly 100 <laughs> percent on that one so moving on suggested viewings this week 
I've got a doozy. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm listening. Right. Um, I'm being a good little podcast host. You know, I didn't really know much about this until after the Golden Globes, which I never watch because I really don't care other than them like giving Bohemian Rhapsody the best picture, which was a terrible idea. Uh, Apparently they didn't see any other movie that came out this year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so bad. So bad. Anyways, um, there was a series on Amazon streaming, Amazon Prime, this last year, Escape at Danamora. It's six or seven episodes. It stars Benicio Del Toro, mm. <coughs> I like Patricia Benicio. Arquette, and Paul Dano. Paul Dano yeah. It's a true story about a prison escape. Really wow. balls. And I haven't really followed Paul Dano too much, and I, so that's why I'm really curious. I really, you, you mentioned this to me a few minutes ago before the show. And I really want to sit down with this because I want to see what he's grown into. Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, usually he's kind of a Weasley character. Yeah, he's yeah. a weakling. He's a wimp. Mm-hmm. In this, he's not. He's like a hardcore murderer, criminal. Yeah. I'm into it. And he's like having sex with Patricia Arquette in the back room of the the prison yeah, yeah. factory. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, really, was, really good show. This, well, Benicio Thor is fantastic also. I love him and everything. He's All the time. Him. Yeah. So All the time. sounds like a lot of fun to watch. So you, I'll be uh, tuning in. Tune it in. Yeah. Tune in. Michelle, give us one. Uh, well, you know, funny enough. So I'm one of the five like people. Like funny, haha. Am I yes. funny? Am I funny? Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of the, I'm like one of the five people who haven't seen Game of Thrones before. And I've like avoided pretty much every spoiler for it. All I know is there's like a bad wedding at some point. And I watched the first season with my boyfriend because he wants to rewatch it because, you know, the last season comes it's coming up. up. Damn, that's a good show, man. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody talks, you know, everybody's like, I made a thread and everybody was just tearing this thread up I made about it because they're like, oh man, wait, you can't wait. It's like, I've never seen a show that gives like zero regard for any character in it. Like, you can't get attached to literally anything. Like, if there's a plant in the background, that plant's going to die. Like, somebody doesn't water it for two episodes. You're like, no, that I love that fucking fern. And it's like dead. Like, just everybody dies on this show. It's like, but it's great. It's like boobies and like flappy wieners everywhere, and it's super gory. And it's like, but it's like the most addicting fucking show I've ever seen. Like every episode ends on like a super cliffhanger, and then we literally stayed up till like four in the morning a couple nights ago because I would not let him go to bed till we finished the season. Like he's like, I'm tired. I'm like, no, fuck it. Put the next episode on. We're f- fucking watching this. Yeah, next that's episode. the very reason why. Yeah. I, well, that's the very reason why I'm number two of whoever. I haven't seen any of it yeah. either because I just I know. Everybody I talked to is like, dude, it's it's so damn good. It's like, it's, I was like skeptical because, you know, I'm not like a, a snob or anything, but it's just so popular. I was like, come on. And then I watched it and it's like legitimately very well written. It's well directed. It's like beautiful looking. The cinematography is great. It's like, doesn't pull any punches. The story is like fit together very well. It like paced perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it is so high quality. It like blow. I, I honestly can't believe it's that good. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was. I'm sorry, Michelle. I apologize uh, about that. No, I was doing I, what I was supposed to do. Oh, you're trying do. to share it. I was trying to up. share it. I forgot to share it. We understand. This is why I don't do this shit. <laughs> Michelle, the floor is back to you. Oh, Game of Thrones is good. I'm sure everybody's already like. Is everybody's probably like fucking duh? But like, I've I never seen any of it either, dude. It's so good. I waited for the same reason. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I just. I, I don't hate, have HBO. Well, I also hate like uh, like waiting in between seasons for things. Yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll just wait till all the way it's done. And now I don't yeah. have to wait between any seasons now. That's, yeah, that's kind of cool. what I did with that's Breaking cool. Bad. Yeah. 
I, I very rarely, I haven't seen Breaking Bad either. Like, I'm so I behind on TV shows. It's, like, unreal. I don't have patience for TV shows, I don't think. But Game of Thrones, <laughs> like, legit, like, the hype was accurate. It's that good. It's so, it, it blew my mind how, like, well-written and everything it is. So, I, you know, if, if the, to the other four people that haven't seen it, it's good. You should probably watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Mara, how about you? All right, I got a I got a throwback because I'm I'm stuck in the past, but um, I've been really checking out season one of Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh, yeah. good girl. Yeah, I I mean it's <laughs> it's probably I don't even know what number rewatch this is, but it's I love to go back and revisit it, especially season one because. It's so different, and that's than when you have the, the one the, when they had the skirts, the yeah, yeah. yeah. skirts yep, for like yep. two episodes. Yep, <laughs> Counselor Troy, like they said that. I remember watching a making of where Marina Sirtis said it. She's like, "Yeah, I look like an intergalactic cheerleader in the first season yeah. of Star Trek: Next <laughs> well, Generation." She was like, "Oh man, the makeup is so garish. Mm-hmm. Her accent is like they were. Tr- she was trying to do, I guess, like a more exotic yeah. type yeah. accent." Uh, Picard's completely different. He's like a hard ass. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. a hard yeah. ass, and yeah. he hates kids and beardless yeah. Riker before he gets his magical beard powers. Yep, <laughs> yep. And they're they all are wearing their like that one piece like pajamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outfit that I guess hurt all their backs. But yeah, next generation is my favorite. Wh- which one? Next generation is my favorite. Oh, me too. Star, me too. Star Trek. Um. Yeah, it's just, and I was like, I was going through and I was watching a bunch, but that the first season is like special. So it's really special. There's a lot of the like leftover, um, they were going to do that phase two right after original series and they mm-hmm. wrote a bunch of episodes and they uh, reincorporated them into some of those first season episodes and they're just, they're different. No, you know, original series is always near and dear to my heart, uh, but I have to say, I, I agree the next generation, I think, just because of the the scope and how long it went, mm-hmm. you really were able to get invested in those characters and really fall yeah. in love with the characters. The characters are so you know when the movies when they started doing the motion pictures too, that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super exciting. I mean, whenever they were working on a new motion picture, I was right there first night. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is just it, it, they really had a lot of time to work with those characters. They did, and you yeah. you got to watch them grow. And those actors who played the characters. They love those characters, yeah. and they like they added so much themselves. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. I mean, growing in, you know, Commander Riker, uh, growing, just watching his character grow. Yeah, the magical beard yeah. powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, I always separated it's like pre and post uh, beard. <laughs> next generation. <laughs> he episodes. is. He's different. He's, and even Q points it out too. Well, and there's in just that one episode. There's things about that. I mean, the if you look at the entire series, you see things. You know, I think that's kind of how they wrote it. Like, this love grew between all those characters. Mm-hmm. Like, they all grew together. Um, and there were certain things. There was one episode where there was one kid, an out, you know, one of the outsiders comes in and, you know, go get her and all this stuff. And this person took a lot of chances. And he's like, well, you know, if you don't take risks, you know, you're not going to go in. He's like, I don't take any risks with this crew. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's, I mean, that's one of the, just one of those little lines I heard in the entire series where I'm like, there was something different going on as far as the, you know, I think how they wrote it to get, you know, wrote it where, yeah, these people had a love for each other. And you see mm-hmm. that in the films, too. Like, you, yeah. know, you know, just all the wonderful things they did together. And, you know, you just can't, I know I couldn't help but just smile 
and just yeah. really enjoy that. So yeah, next generation. I mean, yeah, first season is incredible, but the whole damn thing just blows my. It mind. is, and yeah. it's like I there are probably a lot of my favorite episodes. I would say around like season seven, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm just having a really good time going back and like watching the like the beginnings, what they thought it was gonna be. I guess there I was, did that. You know, with like Tasha Yar, even it's like they were they were gonna go somewhere with her, and then yeah. she left the show, and it's like it's a little sad because she was she was a cool character. And when I first like watched it, I was like, I can't wait to see what happens. She got and killed like, by Aw. a tar puddle, and too, then she man. like died for no reason, yeah. and you know, she got killed. next some episode. Of the, some of the best sci-fi ever is like just you know singular two-part episodes, like Measure of a Man. Oh, uh, yeah. The best, entire best uh, of both worlds. Yeah, best of both worlds. That's awesome. some of the best like sci-fi, like exploring like PTSD, like mm-hmm. all these. I think you know, Next Generation is like really good. That it's like a long series, but they actually develop the characters along the series in a naturalistic type way, mm-hmm. instead of like just picking certain traits and then continuously exaggerating them until they're like ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. you always, you never feel like they're out of character for decisions that they make. Like, yeah. Even later seasons, like you always like, oh, that's something Riker would do, or that that is something Picard would do. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, but it's rare, I think, that you get you get a chance to really get to know characters to that degree. Yeah. Where you can really go, yeah, that's. That makes sense. Or no, sometimes there may be some things that are out of character. You're like, that don't, nah. mm-hmm. they're, they're they were more, drunk. They're out they're of character high. a little in the movies, I feel like. Yeah. I think they are too. Especially Picard. I feel like Picard and and Data, they kind of did All extras. the emotion chip. I kind of like emotion chip I, stuff. I love it's the a little funny, but, yeah. you know, they. I feel like they just kind of went off the rails a little in the movies. They did. They did. And with the emotion chip, that was a big payoff, I think, watching the whole series with yeah. Data. And if you really follow his story, like, that's a payoff. Life forms. Little life forms. I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that without dying inside. That's the funniest <laughs> stuff ever. Now, awesome pick. Wow. Yeah, I did that a couple of years ago. Uh, no, it was like five or six years ago now. <laughs> I decided to bang through my plan was to go through everything. it's always banging with you i'm always banging <laughs> banging, <laughs> banging. <laughs> now i decided to go through every stinking episode that had to do with star trek and i got wow. through i got i got through like the seventh or eighth episode of voyager and i just you know i i'm not a voyager fan i don't like uh, it either uh but i did get through original series next generation Deep and Space, Space nine which is fantastic also. i, I could it, i you know. only watched like a few episodes of that and i much well, more soap opera i think yeah. it's you i know, think that's why more drama, but still, you know, equally as fantastic in its own right. So, yeah, man, just go for it. Bang through it. Yeah. Bang through all of them, Mara. You'll all right. Yeah. We're 22 minutes in already. So what? Scott, Let's what's party. yours? Um, <laughs> watched a few things on vacation. Um, I'm not going to mention the B word or the BB word. I'm not going to talk about that movie at all. Uh, but I did watch Apostle. <laughs> What, what's bb <laughs> bird box bird, bo- oh. bird box turd box turd box like yeah well let's call it that uh i did watch apostle which is another netflix movie um thankfully i watched that right after bird box i really enjoyed apostle it was super cool um you know to me it was just it, it was the right blend of horror and suspense and mystery and drama kind of all rolled into one very well written uh, you know, and very disturbing in its own right. That's all I'm going to say. Watch it. It's on Netflix. That's the one with Dan Stevens, right? Yeah, yeah. I Super like good. Him. Super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, I really, I just enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to watch. He's it, always awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I think you guys should just go out there and watch it. And we all, we're also 23 minutes in, so we have to get moving. So I'm done. Okay. So <laughs> last week, last, well, two weeks ago, we ended with 1986. Is that where we, I was going to yes, ask. Yes. Yeah. We ended with Stand By Me, but. 
I actually realized that we skipped one, What's a that? very important one. We didn't talk about Silver Bullet yeah. at all. And honestly, oh, yeah. I think that's one of my favorite Stephen King movies. That is actually one of the best werewolf movies ever made. I haven't seen that wow. in so long. It's better than The Howl. The Howling. The Howling. Howling. Yeah, I think it's right up there because yeah. it's you know it's a kid against a priest that's a werewolf. It's really really good. Yeah. It has Corey Haim in it, or no? Yeah, it's Corey Haim. It's, Corey Haim? it's Haim. Yeah, yeah. It's Corey yeah. Haim. I always get the Feldman and the Haim <laughs> mixed up. One like he likes to pretend to be Michael Jackson. The other <laughs> one doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Silver Bullet, if you've never seen that one, definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. And now we can roll on. Okay. All right. So we stopped. We, you said 1986. Yeah. So now, Stand By Me was the last one. 87. We, what about Creep Show 2? I was going to say, Is yeah, Creep Show 2. Yes. Um, This was, I mean, there's did nothing. He, did he write the screenplay for Creep Show 2? Did he have anything to do with it? Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. It's on the list. I was, just, I was just asking. I don't know what part aspect I he think did of it. He wrote two of them. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. This was, you know, nothing will replace Creep Show. We've, I think, we've talked the hell out of Creep Show on this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we've but, dug deep into Creep Show numerous but times. The lake. Oh, the raft. Yeah. Is that what it's called? The, the raft. raft. The raft. Um, man, that's messed up. There's some, as far as some special effects on there. That really kind of scared the crap out of me. Uh, just uh, that's probably one of the most gruesome deaths I've seen. The leg. Yeah, just oh, like God. cracking them in half and oh, pulling them down. It's like, Gugh. yeah, like all this thing is is a pitfall tar thing. What the hell's going on here? What is this? But it was very dangerous. Um, you know, and there's not much to say about it. That just really disturbed the hell out of me. It's such a simple premise. Like you know, you're in the middle of a lake and this thing, you know. And that's the thing is that's what makes it so neat to me is that you don't we have no idea where it is. There's no explanation whatsoever. It's just a vignette. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't know what it is. I think I no, I, I could be wrong on that. Wasn't there a seek? Didn't they show like some sign that said it was like some toxic waste thing? Yeah, or something? it said no swimming or something. They weren't yeah. supposed to go in there, but they're you know they're naughty kids and they don't listen. To the yeah, signs. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you do get a little backstory on it. But even then, it's like, well, what the hell really was this thing? It obviously was somewhat intelligent. It was obviously hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but you really don't know still what that thing was. That's what I really took away from that one. You know, I'm trying to think of the other ones that were on there. The Hitchhiker. Oh, the, oh, oh God. Thanks for the ride, lady. lady. Yeah. Yeah. The ride, lady. yeah. That, that one was great. That bothered me, too. I mean, yeah. it was basically a couple strands of hair saying, thanks for the ride, lady, at the yeah. end of the thing. It was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 it was fucked up. <laughs> it was a couple pubes. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's just a mouth. <laughs> Some teeth chattering. To get a couple pubes. Ride, With pubes in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dental floss. <laughs> <laughs> no, not tonight, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that really, that really was messed up. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was. What was the other one that was? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out. There was another. What was the other story on there? There was only three stories, wasn't there? Yeah, I think there was only. Three. Old Chief Woodenhead. Oh, Chief Woodenhead. Oh, I yeah. love Chief Woodenhead. Yeah, that one was alright. Yeah, it was fun too. Still does not match sad. up to the classic. No. That one really. That was. That was a real bummer though, because the couple, the old couple, I mean, they were so nice. They kind of really rubbed that in your face. Like that couple was like this nice. <laughs> 
wholesome couple. They just had their little business, and these people come in there and just kill them. Yeah, you know, it's just terrible. Um, but you know, as we all know, um, they get they get theirs at the end. Uh, so there is that revenge aspect. So yeah, all in all, I mean, all those were stories were really great. They were all cool, but yeah, it wasn't creep show. It just there's just no way they could stack that up. It didn't have the same feel as the original. Well, it just didn't have the density as the original too. I don't think it was just. I don't know if the spe- the special effects weren't. I mean, they were good, but the original creep show. Damn, dude, that thing was. Yeah, yeah, freaky man, totally freaky. What else we got here? So also in '87 we got the original short film of the Lawnmower Man, which they based the movie on. I yeah, I never saw the original. Yeah, one. I think it's only like fifteen minutes, fifteen or twenty minutes, and it kind of gets into Job a little bit. Yeah, but it's kind of what they centered the movie on, mm-hmm. and then of course the movie had absolutely nothing <laughs> to do. Yeah, with the Stephen King novel. Yeah, I remember saw that he, he sued them. Yeah, remember when we watched that? Yeah, we watched it at uh, Chris's, I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it came out. Uh, shout, shout Factory released it, so we had the new Shout. Mm. I think didn't we watch a laser disc of it? Though? We watched the laser disc because it. it had like the unrated extra cut or some shit, as if you would need to watch more of that movie. But <laughs> that's what we watched. <laughs> Eighty-seven was the Running Man. Also, that's what I have on my list. Is what else? Am I missing anything here? Uh, Return to Salem's Lot. I never yeah, saw, you know I, I never honestly saw never saw yeah. Return to Salem's Lot. Did anybody see that? No, no. I didn't see it. Must have really not. been bad. The Running Man is awesome. No, The Running Man's a shit. Yeah, let's talk about The Running Man a little bit. Mm. Origi- it was a Bachman book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on that, and on the, and I remember the Bachman books. Just to go into that for a second, one of the most impressionable impressionable stories I ever heard from Stephen King when he was writing under Bachman was that story called Rage. Oh if yeah, you remember that he's that, disowned. That was fucking yeah. Books that, was, that the original books that have Rage in it go for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Because he's never uh-huh. been reprinted after whenever the last. Really, I have a copy of that at home. Yeah, it's it's if you can sell that for a lot of money, it's like hot demand. Really? Yeah, it's that's a disturbing th- story. Yeah. Just he, how just I'm sorry, go ahead, Michelle. Well, no, I'm just saying, yeah, because because how it ended up being like you know so true to life. Like when he wrote it, it you know school shootings weren't a thing. Yeah. They I mean they they weren't as prevalent as they are now, and, and then he just realized after Columbine, I think, is when he said, you know, I don't want the story on circulation anymore. Yeah. I don't want it in print anymore. And he was, like, you know, very upset that, like, this horror story that he wrote actually, like, basically came to life. I don't know why you should... I don't know why he would feel like he would take responsibility for any of that. Well, I don't think it's a matter of him feeling like he has to take responsibility for it. But if you read some of the political posts that Stephen King puts up, you know, he's very involved and very kind of aware of everything that's going on in the world. So I could see that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you wrote something and it seems like it's come true in real life, you might not want that out there. Yeah. I think it felt like it's just like kind of like tasteless, I guess to be, you know, put that back. No, I understand. That's what, I think that's what his reasoning was. I don't know. I mean, I'm never one for censorship or anything, but he would. It, it was. It came from him himself. So maybe that you know makes it a yeah. more understandable. But part of that set also was the Running Man, uh, where we yeah. you know that same the Bachman book set, which I gotta I gotta look that up now. Yeah, go. I can make that. myself on eBay. I, make myself yeah, rich. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna buy me a new bed this year. Yeah, dude. I mean, the Running Man was a really big deal. Yeah. when it came out, huge deal. The, the book when it came out. Well, the, the movie. movie. The yeah. movie. The movie. Was a huge deal. I mean, because this really kind of Donald Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right. he had already done Predator. 
I'm correct because Predator was 86 mm -hmm. and then this was 87. Mm -hmm. So he was already kind of riding that wave mm -hmm. yeah. and was becoming a bigger and bigger action star. I remember seeing this in the theater and being like totally blown away, you know, and this was one of those movies, kind of the originators of the whole dystopian, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. People watching violence on TV for entertainment he, kind of things. He predicted reality TV and fake news. Trump. And economic <laughs> collapse. Yeah. And, and it all takes place in 2019. Yeah. Oh, so Jesus. this year you better get those well, Christmas how? lights and that weird light mohawk. <laughs> Dude, that movie is so like cheese tacular awesome too. Like just <laughs> it's everything. Like beautiful. Ab everything about it is fucking amazing. Just like the premise and then like Arnold's like acting in it is hilarious. He's and trying so hard. He's trying super hard, <laughs> and it's got doesn't it have the dude from fucking Family Feud or something in it? Yeah, Richard Dawson. Yeah, Richard, Richard Dawson, Dawson is, is like playing himself. He basically, is awesome in that. Yeah, like, he's amazing. He's so cool. Like just everything about it's just so hilarious. The costumes are really great. The soundtrack is awesome, mm -hmm. and I I I looked it up because I was like, the soundtrack's amazing. Um, the guy who did it, of course, I did not write his name down. I just put the guy. The guy. But um, he worked with Georgia Maroder and Donna Summer, and he also wrote the Beverly Hills Cop. The oh, really? XLF, yes. Nice. And I also was very fas uh, fascinated and impressed by the, there was like two or three different like choreographed dance breaks by these girls in amazing oh, 80s yeah, outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, like on the third <laughs> time, I was like, you know what? These dance moves are like pretty hot. And I watched the credits and Paula Abdul choreographed the movie. <laughs> oh, you know, I remember so, that. No yes, shit. yes. Yeah. And you can, I mean, they're, it's good. It's like they, they feature the these dancers and they are just, they're shaking it. I love it. Um, Yeah, that movie is like almost perfect to me. Almost perfect. I love The Running Man. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it, classic, it's, dude. I mean, the the story obviously, we've already made that point, but it's so forward thinking. It is. I mean, if you look around, I mean, Christ, social media. I mean, look at look at the millions of hits people get on certain videos mm -hmm. that are just projecting violence out there and things like that. Like prank videos, for prank example. videos. Mm -hmm. You know, and those are just set up. A lot of those are fake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But people that just they 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 need their thirst quenched and, for goofy stuff. And that's like that. what happens in that movie because they're they're like faking all these like videos of of people dying. And yeah. They, they're not. That's like not what happened. Oh, that's what happens in the beginning. They fake. Uh, they manipulate the footage of Arnold when he was doing that mission and yeah, said he took yeah. out all those civilians. Yeah. So yeah. the whole thing is fake. Well, they faked that. They faked these people saying that they um, beat the game and went off and did all this great stuff. Yeah. They actually died. And then, in, well, I don't mean not to give anything away, but they fake a lot more things towards the end. And mm -hmm. it's all just, it's fake it's news. It's almost like, uh, you know, it's like Black Mirror-esque, really, if you think about it. Like the Very. kind of... They actually have the kind of episodes sort of like The Running Man with, like... Uh, oh, yeah, the lady. She doesn't know where she's at. Yeah. Yeah, and at the end, you see, it's all a big... Yeah, it's a big ruse on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're totally right about that. Total precursor to The Hunger Games, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And what was the other one? Oh, uh, Suicide... Or not... The, um, Battle Royale. Battle yeah. Royale. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So that was 87. Um, mm -hmm. On my list now... a busy now, year. For yeah, mm -hmm. very busy mm -hmm. year. Um, was there anything in 88? Because I don't have anything on my list No, there okay. was nothing in 88. 1989. Pet Cemetery. Oh, Whoa, yeah. where are we in for it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Pet Cemetery. Uh, I, I know we we we're staying away from the book stuff, but a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's parts of this book I think there was just no way they could put it on film. Uh, for example, the whole thought process that the that that the man goes through before he, you know where he's trying do I do I bury my child there or do I not buy it bury it? There's a whole chapter of just that, those thoughts like yeah. this this internal dilemma. Um, but the movie that we did get was just absolutely fantastic. Fan- flabtastic. Flabtastic. Yes, flabtastic. <laughs> um, probably, a, a, at least to me, one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in film when the Achilles tendon gets cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh. every time. I'm like, no, no. I mean, dude, it's such a simple thing. You know, it's not really gory, but the way they shot it and how it looked, man, it just. I don't think I ever saw anything like that before. And I don't think anybody really understood what the hell would happen to you until that movie if you had your Achilles tendons, you know, severed like that. I think we all learned a bit of anatomy through watching Pet Cemetery. Um, I remember when I was a kid, uh, the part that scared me the most was his wife's uh, sister that was sick. Oh, God. That's played by a guy, actually, in, like, really heavy uh, makeup. And I remember being a little kid. That Dude. part scared me so hard. Like, it Dude. just is, like, so frightening, just everything about it. Like, Jesus. The guy, one of the guys I play in a band with, he mentioned, that he, like, we talk horror all the time. And that always comes up. He's like, that's the all time, the worst thing I've ever seen. He's like, I cannot see that. That screws my head up. And he refuses to watch that ever wow. to this day. It is, that's another, you know, this movie was peppered with, with things, you know, and just a child. Just a child, and you see, you see What's some. What's his name? Gage. Yeah, yeah, Gage. You see some fucked stuff happen to that kid, man. I mean, when he does finally put the kid down, yeah. he doesn't. He gives him a, a shot, mm-hmm. and he kind of cries a little bit. Yeah, and he, he just. He just <clears throat> yeah, he goes. <clears throat> and he just walks away. Yeah. He just walks away to die. It's like. Uh, uh, you don't do that to a little kid. I don't care if he's <laughs> fucking. He's hungry for flesh either. Okay, I mean, just it, there's just so many things that were wrong about this movie. But so right. I mean, there things that we never saw at yeah. least in film right. Because mm-hmm. uh, the entire movie is kind of about like accepting death, and yeah, and, yeah, totally, and letting people go, and mm-hmm. and and then like how it can affect you if you can't let somebody go. Yeah. You know, especially with his wife and and her sister. Like, there's like, I think a lot of people have that have had family members with terminal in, illness have that thought like where you've t- been taking care of them for a long time and it's like really disrupting your life and you yeah. see them suffering and you have that kind of thought like, you know, you know, I wish they would die and get it over with. Like, and that's a very real thought that people have that take care mm-hmm. of people in long-term care. And like it's, and then, and, you know, you feel the guilt also from that. So it's like kind of like it really delves into like how the living feel guilty for living after the dead have gone and how they try, you know. Yeah. Um, and it- how you can't ever get them back after they're dead and you shouldn't try <laughs> really get really hits home i just you know mm-hmm. not not but yeah we, my snake <clears throat> i was feeling that same thing like man you know i think i told you michelle yeah i mean for weeks i was like i would wake up morning where just, just please be dead just please please pass on because i don't want you to go through this anymore yeah. and that that really you know pet cemetery does hit home like that because it is accepting really that is what it is is the idea of letting go and p and some people just can't and i understand that too 
it, it's tough to do that. It's well, especially really if do. it's a child that dies because it's like, you know, they, yeah, they if, if they're old, you feel yeah. a little bit like they live their life. But <sighs> a child, like, to be taken in an accident so suddenly like yeah. that, that's like the whole catalyst for, like, why he even considers putting him in the ground yeah. because yeah. he was just like he's so mm-hmm. young and it was so quick as a parent too i mean i'm not a parent but it's mm-hmm. like I, your job as a parent is to keep the kids safe so i imagine there's the double survivors well, that guilt that, that, that mm-hmm. weight the gravity of that now there is a next generation tie-in with pet cemetery also yeah tasha yar all right uh and i'm gonna talk crosby Denise, Denise Crosby. Crosby. Oh, yeah, Denise yeah. Crosby. She's in Pet I forgot she's in that. Yeah. She did. This was the film she went to do after she left Next Generation. Oh. And then she did yeah. Dolly Dearest. Ugh. And then she her career ended. Yeah. And then but she did Trekkies. There's another thing. You know, <laughs> I don't want to go too far in the yeah. rabbit hole with this, but there is in The Next Generation. I've seen a cut where they talk about this where they she's in the background, Yara's in the background, and you see her kind of go... And it is the last episode where she gets killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's before they go to the planet with the mm-hmm. tar pit. Yeah. Um, you see her in the back kind of do a wave. And they mm-hmm. they say that that was just her saying goodbye. Oh, yeah. damn. But she went and did Pet Cemetery, And this was the movie she did after, which was what, a hell of a way to go into film. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this movie has so much density to it. Just as a film, the book is ten times the gravity. Um, but and it really is. a remake, too. <sighs> yep. Plus, the Ramones did the title track, too. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite Ramones that songs, too. That good. Never Great get song. sick of that song. Genius song. Yeah. Genius band. So, yeah, I mean, Pet Cemetery. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going to put that on maybe my top five of all the stuff he's Don't done. Don't the Ramones play a part in the book? Mm, or am I thinking of... No. Some- Stephen King think, just likes the Ramones. He, he likes, the Ramones. likes them. He likes okay. the Ramones, okay. yeah. That's I don't think they, I don't think they were... I crisscrossed been a long time since I read it, but yeah. Pet Cemetery, fantastic, 1989. If you haven't seen it, you're out of your mind. You should be committed. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, moving along now, again, my mm-hmm. list is maybe a little different from you guys, but 1990 comes. That's what I got, too. Yeah. And we are, man, What are we, we don't even know what the hell we're in for when <laughs> 1990 comes. Well, um, first thing we got was from Tales from the Dark Side. Oh. Okay. He did one of the stories from that, and then okay. the other two were from other writers. Which one did he do? I just watched um, the... the no, I haven't seen the movie, but I watched the trailer. The Cat from Hell. I watched oh. the trailer. Was his short story yeah. from 77, and then the other two, there's no connection to King whatsoever. Yeah, That's a... not even the best story in that one. No. It's the Gargoyles no. one. Mm. But after that, we mm. got Graveyard Shift. No, I only saw that once. I don't I'm... think I've ever seen Graveyard Shift. It's I honest. saw it once, too. I just watched it It didn't leave day. much of an impression <laughs> on me. It left... A bad impression on me. <laughs> I like the way you yeah. said that. Is that, the, is that the thing with the rats? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when it's one of those rats. classic kind of Stephen King stories where everyone's in the one room and everyone hates each other. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're I forgot exactly what they're doing in there, but they're doing a job and the rats are all. They're working in a coal mine. Right. Yeah. In graveyard shift. No, it's not. A, it's a nest. It was like a cotton mill. Oh, that's, that's it right. Is. It was yeah. a mill. Because yeah. they kept having the cotton go through this like machine, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the rats are everywhere, and it and it did not work because the rats were like really cute, <laughs> and they were all lined up like, give me a treat, but they're like supposed to be scary, scary, and then <laughs> they didn't look like they didn't look scary, and then the monster was like two seconds at the end, and I just yeah, I, I hate those kind I, of movies. I don't like those kind of movies either. I watched the whole movie and all these like actors. I can't even really like think of. Oh, I remember who one of them was. Uh, what's his name? Who plays Chuck? Uh, Chucky, 
Brad Dourif. Yes. And oh. I like him, but he was... I love Brad. He was probably the only memorable character, I would say. Yeah. He typically is in any and film then, he's in. Oh my God, I made it through the entire movie. The best part was the end theme song because it was like, it seriously was like this bass player who plays like the Seinfeld theme song with like <laughs> some, someone playing the spoons <laughs> with samples from uh, the movie, dialogue from the movie, like repeated. Really? Yeah. It's graveyard awesome. shift. Yeah, he kept saying, the that. graveyard shift. It's and then it's like Seinfeld bass and spoons. Oh, boom, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like I watched the entire credits. <laughs> like, this is like an amazing song. <laughs> I always like '80s and '90s movies where the end song is like a rap about the movie you just watched. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought it up, but I, yeah, I you know <laughs> they did that with they did it with which Freddy Krueger film they do that with which Nightmare they had a, they had a rap song at the end of it. I think it, I don't remember Nightmare no. on Elm Street was it five? It's probably four or five. It was when he it was the real comical one. I think that's five. I, we should know this. Well, yeah. I. Fresh Prince did a Nightmare on My Street song, yeah. but it was never in a movie. Yeah, and right, the, and right. the Fat Boys did a song. Oh, did they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I oh, think shoot. that's like oh, Freddy Krueger. I think that's number four, actually. In was it four? Five. Okay, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I. I just don't care. Those, those track. <laughs> I just oh, don't. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> sorry, we're boring it you. Probably we're boring you. My butthole. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Got flames from your butthole. Okay, Chris. <laughs> Did you guys chef. see that video yet? Just calm down. That shit's hilarious. What? That what passer stupid... that's screwing up flames from your butthole. You guys wow. haven't seen that? No, no. I I'll have to send it to you guys later. You'll like it. Don't watch Graveyard Shift. Listen to the song, though. Yeah. yeah. Just fast forward all the way to the end. Yeah. Yes. And listen to the well, we can post it. We can post it in the comments later. The Graveyard Shift. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of other lines I can't think of, but I just keep thinking of the, the Graveyard Shift. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, All I got right. a feeling something that's not going to leave my head once I hear it. Thank you. I'm going to thank you in advance yes, for that, too. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 1990. Right, 1990. We've built it up to this, oh. yes. No, no, you're good. Misery. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a good one. Another another fantastic novel. And we'll leave it at that. So, uh, but the novel had some stuff in it, too, that was just unspeakable. Holy I shit. Bet. For real? Um, Kathy Bates. Mm. Uh, James Caan. Mm. Yeah. James Conn's really, really good in it too, and yeah. and uh, Kathy Bates. Yeah, they both just. She's like amazing in it. Like, should have won like an Oscar. I almost want to say like her portrayal is like yeah. just incredible. She's great in everything. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. That movie, I I remember just watching that movie over and over. Somehow, you know, there were certain movies somehow that ended up on like getting recorded at my house. Somehow, like the first like three seasons of Roseanne got recorded like on a tape. You mean like on VHS? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right. And Misery was one of those. Like, so I used to watch Misery all the time. Um, and I mean, yeah, just what's there to say? I mean, this is such a hor- horrible thing to be involved in. And for a person to fight through something like that, to get out of that situation. Um, I think we can all agree, again, this is another one of those movies that has some of the most disturbing imagery. Um, the, the leg scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, I love you. (laughs) I think it's kind of autobiographical because, like, Stephen King at this point in his career is, like, probably at its zenith. Like, just peak fucking Stephen King in the Mm -hmm. early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And he was getting a lot of, like, weird, you know, I mean, he writes horror, so he's already going to attract weirdos. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he's probably the most famous American 
uh, novelist at the time, like popular, I mean, I want to say. Yeah. So he was getting all kinds of weird fan mail, stalkers and stuff. And, and you know, and I always, you know, Misery's interesting because it's about, you know, an artist who makes work and his fan base. It's basically about toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. Like his fan base wants him to make his work a certain way for them, but he's making it for himself and you just enjoy it. And, you know, and it's like, you know, fan base now. I actually wrote like a whole thing about kind of comparing it to like the last Jedi controversy. Oh, perfect perfect and, example. Yeah. And like misery because last Jedi comes out and people are like want Star Wars to be this certain way and then the guy's like I direct a movie and this is the way it is now and, and they feel like they own the franchise like they're yeah. owed something they're entitled and she was like, like you know like a microcosm of that like type of you know thought process. She's like you owe me misery. You can't kill her off. You, you can't kill my misery. You can't kill my misery. You know and she basically locks him down and forces him to change their what she wants. It's it's funny. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Michelle. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, it's like just stand there. Like just it's like basically toxic fandom. The movie. This idea yeah. of toxic fandom is fascinating because when the Last Jedi came out, I remember I was on another. I was on another radio show. We were just. I got asked to come in. A buddy of mine asked to fill in, and we were having this conversation about the Last Jedi. And I am by no means a Star Wars expert. I have not seen every little cartoon or anything. I don't own all the books. But I I understand logic, though, right? And we had this conversation, and I said, look, all these people out there who are complaining, petitioning (laughs) to have it deleted. Idiots. They're not people. You can't unwatch this, you know? I mean, you've already seen it. And I, that was the point I simply made. I said, look, you guys are going to complain all you want. You can't change history. History's been written. This is part of the story now. And literally someone else from the studio got so angry at me, who was, you know, worked at the studio too, come running in there and went started going, well, well this is the reason for this and this is the reason. I'm like, but I understand that. You, you, you're passionate about this. I, I, and I respect that because there's a lot of stuff I'm passionate about too. But that doesn't change anything here. The movie's been written. It's there. You can't change that, right. and you can't th- you can't feel that entitled that you think you can rewrite the story yourself. I'm sorry, you're not that important. <laughs> you're right, right. You're just not that important, and that that point really does get re- uh, driven home in misery because you had someone who who fu- who saw an opportunity through stalking, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And took advantage of that, exploited that opportunity, right? Um, which didn't work out too well for her in the long run. Yeah. But that's... I, my favorite part is how he he does the manuscript and then he burns it in front of her. Yeah. Like, just... Eat and it. then he... Sh- yeah, and he shoves the fucking ashes in her mouth like, yeah, bitch, eat my fucking... You know, eat my art. Because he's the artist. She is the consumer of his art. Like, she doesn't... She does not dictate what he makes. Yeah. And he she should never do that. And just like fandom, fandom shouldn't dictate what, you know... Either like you either consume it or you don't. That's just the way it works. And our and artists sometimes they don't always do things that everybody's going to like. I mean, there's a lot of artists. I think we can all agree we all have an artist in our lives um, that has done a dud. Yeah. Whether it's a book or a movie or an album, whatever it might be. Um, I've always tried to approach it from the, the standpoint of okay, that's not my favorite part of their career, but I look at their you know their whole library. I look at everything and say, well, yeah, maybe if I had to put it on a graph, it may be a little bit of a dip, like a dip there. But yeah. they came back and did some other stuff. It's great. I, I mean, look at the whole body of work. And some people want to focus on, well, what a piece of shit. What were they thinking then? Oh my god, they should yeah. be killed for that. No, they're trying things. 
Yep. And, and you it, know what? If, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying like in the movie, like <laughs> he's tired of writing about misery, you know, and he wants, that's why he kills her. It's because he wants to do something different. His decision. Yes, his decision. His decision. He yeah, owns it. It's exactly. his idea. Yeah. It's his baby. It's his creation. Um, it's his intellectual property. Um, and I and I it, this you know this really does take go into a lot of interesting ideas about what you say, Michelle, toxic fandom, and I think it's getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And this right here is a blueprint for that. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing story, uh, and I do love the justice we get out of that too. Um, he he leaves that he leaves that situation with scars. Mm -hmm. I mean, he literally physically he's scarred from that. He can't walk right, um, but he fought for his art. He could have just he could have just saved himself and just yeah interesting you know but he fought for his art so so did something like this happen to Stephen King or like did someone harass him or do you think I, this I think was it was just, just like an emotional response of, yeah I think it was just more like generalized thing yeah like just he, I think just, this was his reaction to like people symbolic. that were you know I'm sure the male he getting yeah. nasty oh, about yeah. you know things that were happening in his books or things that were yeah. happening in the movies being things being altered you know yeah. so i that or just i you know just think about that the amount the amount of mail that guy was getting at the time i mean not only like you know i love you are you my whole life but probably equally <laughs> as much fucking the graveyard shit what a piece of shit yeah. what were you thinking well, you, know you should what? be fucking killed they're probably that those two sentiments are probably in the same letter with some people too yeah. and that's yeah. like freaky yeah if you're like him and reading it's bipolar that. it's where it yeah, is yeah it's scary <laughs> it's it's scary yeah it so, works but and that's that dedication of of fans i mean I, I i love it and i hate it at the same time right. i hate to I see know. people go through that kind of stuff great right. fucking movie holy crap mara what's next sometimes they come back oh man it's 1991 wow i'm missing that one on my list i don't think i've ever seen this one i thought i saw it once i've never seen this one, this yeah, one, of the one i did not see it either I all watched, right i watched on. the trailer <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, and then I have Golden Years, which I'd never heard of. I've never heard of that. And I couldn't even really find much on it when I looked it up. So Golden. technically, the next one is The Lawnmower, Lawnmower Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. 92. What a pile of shit this movie is. Which I wrote in my notes here. Dude, it's hilariously shitty, though. Like, it's, it's so bad. It's so good. bad. Adaptation and title only. King eventually mm -hmm. sued New Line Cinema in order to <laughs> have his name removed from the film's title. We mentioned that a few minutes ago. It's bad. It's really bad. It's not very good. And dude, it has like those like hilarious early nineties CGI which I find enjoyable to watch. Like it's just so shitty and like <laughs> and all and they have like these full body fucking VR machines that spin around like fucking balls and shit. And there's like and there's that fucking uh monkey that has like the the thing on its head that he chases. What does he call him? Mr. T-Boards? I don't know. Dude, this movie, every minute something's happening. I'm just like, what in the flying fuck is going on? Like every Pierce second. Brosnan is so sweaty in some of these scenes know, in this movie, he too. he's sweaty. He's like, he looks <laughs> like he's drunk the whole wow. movie. He probably was. He probably was. Just so this fuck movie out is here. worth watching, you're saying? Yes, it's you've never You've never seen it? No, I haven't. See it. Oh, Have like yeah. three beers first, though. Yeah. Like, don't okay. watch that just sober at all. Like... We were probably four or five beers deep in it when we were watching it. Well, I remember when it came out, we used to always go to Lakeside Mall to see movies because that was like the closest, like decent movie theater. And I remember seeing a lot of these there, specifically The Lawnmower Man. And at the yeah. time, we were like, oh, this is really cool, virtual reality, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And then like now it's like, no, <laughs> it does not hold up at oh, all. I love those like 90s movies that just don't age well yeah. that are yeah. about technology. This is one of this those one of movies. Those. Mm -hmm. All the way, all the way. 
All yeah. right, so Lawnmower Man, I think we should move on. Uh, yeah. Now, 1994. Well, mm. There's a couple more in 92, I got. Yeah. Okay, all right, go do that, because I don't have those on my list. Sleepwalkers. Oh, <laughs> Sleepwalkers is good. I love that movie. I never saw that. This I, is the incest movie with yeah, the cat people, right? And Enya. Yes, and yeah. Enya music. Fuck, this is funny, because I it. remember yeah. loving this movie so much, and I watched the trailer to, to remind myself of it, and I, I was all I remembered were the cats. Mm-hmm. All I remember were the cats and that Magic Amics in it. Who plays Shelly in Twin Peaks? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And Brian Krause, who plays Leo in Charmed, okay. is in that too. Yep. He plays yep. the boy. And the cats. Yeah, Sleepwalkers is like fucking weird and it's got like <laughs> <laughs> It's I remember the first time I saw it. And anybody that wants to check it out, it has like a Blu ray just came out from uh Shout Factory actually. I think a couple weeks ago or so, a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched it, so I'm just like, oh, okay, it's these guys turn into cats. That's interesting. And, you know, there's a guy and his mom, and, like, they both, like, turn into cats or whatever, like, cat monsters. And then there's a scene where, like, they, like, his he comes home and, like, something happened to him. Like, he got hurt, like, because he turned into a cat and he was trying to, like, kill this girl he was trying to date. Yeah. And... <laughs> And she puts on a record, and they start dancing with each other, and then it cuts to them being monster cats fucking. So like, I was like, wait, how did we get to mom and mom and son monster cat fucking in like one second? Like this movie is actually well, on our top cats, ten most don't... disturbing <laughs> sexual acts yeah. list on the I website. Like, Maybe really? I yeah. like don't remember that, but like I remember I thought the movie was like I was like. Wow. Yeah, it's off the wall. This, this is Dude, amazing. It. It's off the wall. I have it. I don't have the Blu-ray, but I have it on DVD. I want to watch it again. That was one I didn't. You I wanted needs... to rewatch it, but I couldn't for some reason. <laughs> you just need to watch day. Monster Cat Incense. Incensed. Fucking. Incest. I wonder if that's why I liked it so much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that being so out of left field. Like, what? in tarnation? Like, what? This yeah. is kind of that period where a lot of the adaptations of his horror stuff started to kind of slide downhill because they already quickly. did all the good ones really and yeah they're like doing yeah. like leftover stuff like sleepwalkers have any of you read read the story that's based on yeah no mm-hmm. i have is it so there's no monster cat fucking in no there? there's monster cat fucking in it okay. but like <laughs> i didn't read that but i didn't read that till after i saw the movie oh okay <laughs> it just sounds so stupid Monster cat. Fucking. I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, monster cat. Monster fucking. cat. Fucking. Yeah. In, but you gotta add Let's start a band and it, call yeah. it that. Let's start a band called that, Michelle. Yeah, I was gonna monster say that'd be a good. Yeah. Monster cat. No, monster just, cat. no, not fuckers. Not monster cat. Fucking. Monster cat. Fucking. Just keep it. Yeah, keep it there. Yeah, yeah, this was not the best. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see that. I'm, so, gonna, I'm gonna YouTube that scene though, just yeah. to say I saw it's it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Not just the monster cat fucking? <laughs> well, the lead up to that, too. <laughs> the foreplay. <laughs> monster cat foreplay. That is a good name for a band. Monster yeah. cat foreplay. That is a little better. Little yeah, I'm more, getting that. I'm, I'm doing that. You're going to trademark that tonight. <laughs> uh, what, what else was there in 92? Um, cemetery, too. Which I'm, he didn't have anything to do with. Uh, yeah. It was and just then, based on characters, you know, blah, 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 blah. And which had, it really wasn't anything like that. Yeah. Story. And then yeah. Children of the Corn, too. Which, which probably, same difference. Right. Now, yeah, it was okay. 93, The Dark Half. <laughs> this movie's so dirty. It's just down and dirty and gritty. I never saw that either. This I is the one with either. Timothy Hutton in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This movie's creepy. I've not seen it in probably since it was in the theaters. But yeah, this was... Uh, Kind of film noir horror. I think that has a, thing. has a shout factory too. Dirty. I think it does. 
<laughs> dirt. Been... Dirty. Why is it dirty? It's just one of the. It's just gritty. The movie is just kind of scuzzy and yeah. just feels kind of gross the entire time. And Timothy Hutton really does a good job with those kinds of characters. He mm. can be a scumball, mm. you know? Yeah, he can. Other than that, I don't really remember too much about this the one. The 90s loved making those grimy movies. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. We loved those in the 90s. Mm. And then so, after this was the uh, Needful Things. That was that was a hugely popular. Needful uh, Things, I yeah. thought, was pretty dang good. It is. For That was a TV one, right? Or was that a movie? I thought it was a TV. It was, it was, it was made a for TV, TV miniseries, right? Yeah. It was made yeah. for TV. I remember it, like, it's pretty epic and long, and they, like, I always thought the Needful Things idea, like, the book is, like, really good. Like, I always like this idea of, like, you know, the devil has a shop and he sells, like, all these items, but each item has a curse attached to it, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a cool premise. Like the, like, the Frogert shop on the Sim and the Simpsons, you know? Like, <laughs> evil fro, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the evil Frogert has preservatives. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> this one had a really cool cast in it, though, too. Yeah. Max von Sydow. Yeah. Yeah. And Ed Harris, Bonnie Bedelia, and mm -hmm. J.T. Walsh. Man, that guy could act. Yeah. That guy was amazing. I I miss J.T. Walsh. Needful things. Yeah. Yay. It's like a really good, like, it's one of those, Stephen King does really well with ensemble uh, casts, like, and, and especially in his stories, like, big, large casts with a lot of, like, side uh, you know, plots going on, and Needful Things is one of those books where, like, there's a lot of characters doing a lot of different things. They're all connected because the Needful Things store and a guy, and he's selling the stuff, and it's like killing everybody in the town, and people in the town are like killing each other and shit because of all this stuff going on. He's like pulling the strings like an evil puppet master or whatever. But I feel like it's it's one of his better stories actually, and they did a pretty good job with the TV version. Mm -hmm. Did a pretty good job of small town America yeah. kind of vibe mm -hmm. for sure. So what's up next? What's after Needful Things? Well, I don't know. The Tommy Knockers. Yeah, God, that man, one was not good. Yeah, this was my this. I think this is a very slow era for me in Stephen King. Yeah, I just didn't. I either if I watched it, I wasn't like I, it. Just didn't leave an impression. On it me. got to that point of saturation where yeah. it was kind of like you didn't want to watch them anymore. Yeah. I remember when that was on TV and it was. Like, you know, the next Stephen King TV miniseries. And yeah. At that point, we, we already we knew what to expect, I think. Yeah. yeah. More poop. Tommy Knocker <laughs> is not a good book either, so they didn't have good material to start with. And then the the TV series version of it is not good either. You got to have good material. out of it, though. I mean, yeah. I remember this, they promoted the shit yeah, they out did. of Tommy Knocker. Yeah. yeah. You got to have really good material mm -hmm. if you're going to yeah. try to make a mini series out of it, mm -hmm. you know? If you're going to soak up a few nights of people's time. Mm -hmm. So, especially back then cuz it was there's no Netflix. You were sitting down at 8 yeah. o'clock and watching it. Yeah. And so. sitting through commercials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um so the next I have is a 94 Shawshank Redemption. Oh. oh. Yes. That one, that movie's absolutely fantastic. It's one of those movies I would almost say is perfect. It, it, it really is fucking perfect. Just every aspect of it. The music, the writing, the pacing, the acting, the characterization, like the editing. The set design. Everything. The this, costumes. This one I've always kind of purposely stayed away from. We've You're never seen Shawshank yeah. Redemption? Yeah, I don't know why. It's oh, really it's good. So I feel good. like every time I see it, I'm like, meh, gonna not watch it this time. I know it's I don't like know why. it's got the old stigma of it's like number one on ID, IMDb, you know. So you're thinking, oh, can it be that good? Because this many people it like really it. It really is. Yes, it's really good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really like well probably done. one of the only like classic type films like that that I haven't seen. That's why I'm like, it's f- directed by Frank Darabont. Yeah, you need to see it. And he's one of, like you really I think do. he's one of the best Stephen King ad- ad- uh, directors ever. Like he really gets Stephen King and what makes the story is good, mm-hmm. and uh, it and takes whatever essence of the story and like puts it on screen, and it's always pitch perfect. Yeah. I've, I've never seen a bad movie directed by him. What, what else did he do? He did um, The Green Mile. Okay. He did The Mist. Um, he this isn't Stephen King, but he directed he directed the uh, the 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 pilot to The Walking Dead, which is like yeah, he much did. the only good episode of yeah. that show. Right, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so okay, there is uh, some pro tips on the Shawshank Redemption. If you uh, th- obviously this is another you know another one of those films that really gets you in the gut. There's some there's some imagery in this movie that really messes you up. Um, the the sewage scene, let's call it that for example. Uh, pro tip: if you actually want to see that official prop, what they used, mm-hmm. you can go to Mansfield Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio, which is a it's it's uh, it's a historical property now. Uh, they used some they used part of it actually they used the yard I think. For the outside scenes, mm-hmm. they use the the big yard. I've been to this place a thousand times, so that's why I know all this goofy stuff. Um, but yeah, they use the actual yard for the outside scenes yeah. they shot, and they have the prop inside the prison now that you can actually look at. Oh, sweet! And it's even the hole that he remember where he, where Dufresne sticks his head yeah, in, yeah, 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 and looks in there. Mm-hmm. You can you could stick your head in there and do the same thing he did. So that prop is there. So Mansfield Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. It's a nonprofit. You can go there and make a donation. I think it costs a few bucks if you want to spend some time there. But I've watched that place actually go from like kind of a rundown prison, like, you know, yeah. a shell of what it was. And they've done some really amazing stuff. So the money. So if you want to go there and just check this out, check that out for this reason, it's worth the trip. It's a couple hours away. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, um, the, the Shawshank Redemption. This is another one of those ones I mentioned before, like my parents recorded this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of the ones I, I, I had on video, uh, VHS, and I just watched the shit out of this movie. over, And it was that good. You could just watch it over and over again. I, it, and is this the movie that, like, turned Morgan Freeman into, like, the ultimate, like, narrator dude? Uh, because he narrated he, a lot yeah, of the movie. It might have been, because he didn't start acting until later in his life, so. Yeah. But I mean, this movie, like, you know, we hear the jokes now, the memes, everything about, you know, Morgan Freeman's going to narrate my life. I mean, God can start acting whenever he wants to. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. He's really good in it, though. And I I always like, (laughs) I liked how the movie is kind of little, if you watched a trailer to it, it looks like it'd be a feel-good movie. But when you watch it, Mm. it's actually not. It's Mm -mm. pretty dark and uh, depressing. And there's a lot of sadness in it. And even... Even the ending, though it is like, I guess, a happy ending, it's bittersweet because he spent quite a bit of his life in jail before he gets out for something. And, and you know, the funny, the other interesting thing about it is it's still kind of ambiguous as to whether he actually did the crime or not as well. Like, you you kind of think he didn't, maybe, but maybe he did. Like, you don't, they never really, like, well, I mean, go into if he did it or not. Like, they just kind of, like, are, like, he's in jail. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he well, did Well, there was the piece, though, in the middle of the film where that young kid comes in who claims that he knows the guy who actually yeah. killed his wife and yeah. wife's lover. Right? But they never, like, really, like, you well, know. bump him off because there was a whole, the, the whole scam that was yeah, going on. Yeah. They didn't want to lose that cash cow. So. Right. But they still, like, it's never, like, 100%, like, I don't no. think. Like, no. No. Uh, 
there the ending to me and i just thought about this the other day too you know he did do what he did to break away yeah but even then to me i thought of i put i tried putting myself in andy andy dufresne's shoes for a second in that and i thought you know even with that because he was a brilliant man obviously Mm -hmm. even with that awesome plan i put in place to break away from this and escape um, you still would have that black cloud over. You never know what could happen, especially right. now. The law, it's just this weird thing. So I'd always be, I'd spend the rest of my life just looking over my shoulder still. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, you know, he went through a lot of shit when he was jealous, like, gets raped and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, horrible. And, he totally scarred. And he's just like, you know, he's been through some shit, like, you know, to get to where he is. And that taste of freedom is, you know, like the one small happiness he had in his life for like a very long time. And then after that, it's like, you know, Hopefully he doesn't have to. Well, I think doesn't he like move away to another country or something like? No, that? yeah, he crosses the yeah. border. So yeah, that's the, the he's sending letters yeah, to yeah. Red. It's and that's just the way it plays out. It's so cool. And this is before you know people get all butthurt about stuff like that. But you know, Red in the in the book is named Red because he's Irish. Mm-hmm. He's an Irish white guy and he has red hair. Mm-hmm. And they just made it Morgan Freeman and they still called him Red, which I loved. And, well, he and he's perfect and he's great oh, in it. He's cool. great. Yeah. And people now will be like, you know, why are you casting a black guy and an Irish guy? Like, it doesn't matter. Cause <laughs> it's, it's true. The character is exactly the same. And they even call him Red and nobody fucking questions it. No. Well, then, there's a great, there, that line's in the movie too. They're like, what do they call you Red for? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because I'm Irish. Yeah. He says it. Yeah. Morgan Freeman says it too. So. There's just so much, yeah. If you haven't seen this, Mara, oh my god, it's really please good. Watch it's legit, this movie, pretty. Please. It's just legit, really good. You gotta join the club. Yeah. Join the club. If you watch Graveyard Shift, now you have to watch this movie because be movie's one good. of us. <laughs> It'll be a redemption for that. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna redeem. It'll be that the literal Shawshank. It'll be the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this movie has so much justice to it, but it does. There is it's really ambigu- good music too. Yeah. Oh man. It's really good. Story. There is ambiguity to it. Like it, it does end somewhere, but to me, it didn't. You know, it's like okay, we do see this beautiful ending, but it's like, uh, what do you have to do to get there? You yeah, know? what do you have to go you, through? Yeah, yeah, well, that it's it's bittersweet, <clears throat> totally bittersweet. So yeah, man, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to be committed. Also, you, well, not committed. you, not you. You're brilliant. You stay okay, right here. Thank you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> everybody else out there, fuck you. No, you're going away. <laughs> Uh, great flick. I can't say enough good things about the Shawshank Redemption. Another top five for me. So moving along here. The Stand. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the Stand TV series so much. I watch it every year. It's another one I didn't get into. I'm such a, like, Stand TV series apologist. Convince me. <laughs> Dude, it's so good, though. Like, it's just got everything. It's so, like, iconic, all the stuff in it, though. Like, the M-O-O-N, that smells whatever. It's got uh, what's his butt out. He, he'd been uh, he was in a scandal for sleeping with underage girls. Remember that? And they taped it. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. It was after yeah. it was post scandal. Rob Lowe. And I think that was like the first thing he did after that whole thing came about. And then sort of like just make him a, like a deaf mute so he doesn't say anything. <laughs> and it's got like fucking. Uh, you remember that show Peter Parker like in his head or whatever. Parker Lewis can't lose. Parker Lewis can't lose. It's got Parker from Parker Lewis can't lose in Gordon it. Gordon Nemec. Yeah, I, I liked this. Oh, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's I got fucking him. Gary Sneeze. Sneeze super good in it, and fucking that's like a who's who of like nineties mm-hmm. TV and you know like TV and B level yep. stars. Mm-hmm. And like it's just, I feel like it's just great. Like it's got Trash Can Man, I, you know, My Life for You, and like everything about it's just so like corny and awesome. The guy that plays Randall Flag is fucking perfect. 
he's absolutely perfect as Randall Flagg, as the walking man. Like, I absolutely love how he portrays him. I love, like, the entire, um, the entire character arc with, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but the, the girl that he basically seduces her. Mm-hmm. And then, because she's, like, an embarrassed child, and she's, like... She starts out kind of good, and then she just see her just slowly descend into evil. And by the end of the thing, she's like got white hair and shit, and she's like all like, she's like totally like, uh, you know, catatonic by the end of the movie because mm-hmm. she's just been she had sex with the literal, literal devil for one. And like, I love that the whole you know half the people go to Vegas and the other half go to the cornfield with the old grandma and dude, everything about so fucking epic to me. I don't know, I really the beginning's so good too. It's got the um, don't fear the reaper. Yeah. And they fucking like all you see all this the flu spread and everybody's fucking dead and dying in their soup and shit. And then it's got the camera panning around all their dead bodies. And Gary Sneeze wakes up in the fucking hospital and everybody's dead. And he's walking around with a little sweat. Dude, I could talk about this movie for like 500 hours. <laughs> I fucking love this TV series so hard. I, I watch it every single year at least once. Like, you love the book too, right? Yeah. You said you read the book every year. Yes, right? I also read the yeah. book every year. I love. I really like dystopian, like, end-of-the-world scenarios. And, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that book... He, this is back when Stephen King, like, didn't have an editor. Like, he would just write 10,000-page books, and nobody would fucking edit it. Like, they would just let him write as much as he wanted. So well, he, could just, he could put anything yeah. out he wanted, yeah, he as could, long as his name is on it. He could care. do anything he wanted. So he goes off and just crazy tangents, and he was, like, fucking snorting coke, typing up his fucking 10-million-page <laughs> books. And he just... The stand is, like, so long and epic and sprawling and goes off on weird tangents for no reasons and crazy shit. And it's got, like, Dark Tower stuff in it, like the Walking Man. It's got the all... Dude, it's so fucking good. It's got Bernie uh, Wrightson did, like, art for it on the inside. Like, the some of the pages. Yeah. Like, just... Dude, it's the fucking shit. That movie's the shit and the book is the shit. Well, I'm convinced. Dude, yeah. you gotta watch it. It's good. We missed got- something major, though. What did we miss? We missed it. Oh, oh my god! We sure did. Why is that out of my list? Am I it's, out of my mind? It's right at the top of my list. I had the movie list up, but it didn't have the TV ones. Uh, now I've got the TV yeah. and movie ones oh, up. Yeah. That's so we should try and get a little bit of time in on that. I think. Oh god! Yeah. Are you kidding? For sure. Yeah. I'm not kidding. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm gonna be a party pooper and say I rewatched it last year, and it's not as good as I thought, as I remembered. It it's actually kind of sucks in the second half. It wasn't, I don't remember, I remember well, seeing it when I was young, it was, you know, quite impressionable. Yes, when But I as I've said with Salem's Lot, it's the same thing. When I saw Salem's Lot when I was young, it was it was impressionable. When I came back to it older, it was like, <laughs> just don't really <laughs> quite hit you in the gut the same way. And it's the same thing with it, I think, too. Tim Curry's fucking fantastic, though. Tim Curry's though. badass. Kiss me, fat boy. Yeah. Fucking awesome. He's yeah, great in it. cool. Yeah. Um, Am I the only one here that likes the theatrical version better than the TV version? Of the clown? Of it. Oh, just yeah. in general. Um I like the I like the theatrical version. I think it's mostly better. I I like Tim Curry's Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I would say the movie's probably better. Like overall, like quality wise. I, I would always say think so. about it. It's a two tape set. It was a two tape set. Yeah. I worked at Suncoast. I never saw it, so I always used to like see it. The two, you know. Yeah, the big. Uh, thick I guess VHS. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, I'd I probably... was too young when it Maybe, came out, yeah. so it kind of like passed me by. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, Have you seen it though? Now? No. No. The theatrical no. version is better. I would say we should yeah. maybe wait until they come out part two, and then we'll compare both parts. The yeah, we should that. probably do a whole episode on it. Yeah, I would love to watch it and do the comparison, and you know. 
I have it if you want to borrow it. Make. The 90s one. Yeah, I used to have it. I don't know what happened to it. But you've never watched it. Yeah, you, there's a stupid amount of DVDs. I yeah, have I know. That I've never I know. Watched. Me too. For like 10 years I've had them. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah, movies that you like that really want to see too. What year was that again for the TV? 1990. 90. Holy crap. Oh, man. Yeah. I was That's still in high school. Dang. I so was, was I. Yeah. There I go aging what? myself again. I was like 11. No, I was nine. What 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 ages up? (laughs) (laughs) I was a I was an age where I didn't see it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What language is that? English. 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 All right. Do you speak? I want to talk. Could we done about it? Or we got some else? Sure. Let's let's move along. That's fine. Because the next one down is my probably my favorite of the ones that we've talked about today that I've seen. The Mangler, <laughs> directed by Toby, Toby Hooper, Hooper. kind of starring uh, Robert Englund, but totally starring Tom Levine, who is also known as Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great in it. Um, the, the, if, if you, Has anyone ever here seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen yes, it once. I saw this at the movies. Okay. Once. A long time ago. It's about the uh, possessed mm. folder, the laundry machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Robert England owns the laundry company, and he's scary and evil, and the thing just, like, keeps flattening people out and mangling them, and it's, like, the, the way that it, it looks is, like, beautiful. The machine itself is just, like, like so intricate and, like, industrial-looking, and the lighting, it's got that, like, blue light, and then there's um, the climax of the movie... Where the the machine itself kind of like comes alive. I don't want to give it too much away, but yeah. it's it's amazing. Like watching it today with my like uh, like I guess contemporary ex- expectations of special effects mm-hmm. still looked amazing. It did it for me. It still worked. Um, I read some reviews about the movie where people said it was absurd, <laughs> and it was too absurd. I would say that's why I loved it. It is very absurd, but, you know, that's kind of I mean, what you get with silly horror movies. Robert Englund is a ham. Mm-hmm. Tom Levine is a ham. Um, the other, It's got a very X-Files vibe, too, because he's, Tom Levine's the detective, and he's very, you know, uh, I would say skeptical and then he's got his childhood friend or neighbor whatever he yeah. is who's wearing his trench coat and he's got like a turtleneck and long hair and he's got all his demonology books and you know he's kind of like the, the the molder mm-hmm. and you know it, it's got that that x-files vibe this was more of a trashy stephen yeah. king adaptation though 100 percent. oh yeah the very low budget i have a question yeah i mean they, they's Go ahead, go ahead. It, it no, looked no. good. I mean, they did it. It yeah. wasn't like, uh, I wouldn't say it was like totally low budget, but I mean, com- probably compared to obviously like Shawshank Redemption and the other ones we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's not classy. <laughs> no. No. But. Because I think this was based on a short story too. It was a short story. Was it? Yeah. How far do we want to go here? Because I know we're. I think crazy. that we picked up with eighty-seven. We should end with ninety-seven. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, there was ninety-six though. 
Well, we still got more in 95. We do? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying we're going th- through 97. Yeah. No, we're going to go through 97? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. What else was in 95? Dolores Claiborne. I never saw that. That's a good movie. I thought yeah, that was a good movie. With, uh, Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I didn't see that one either. Mm. And oh. Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And she, I mean, like we said earlier, she's always she's good always in flexed. everything. And the funny, the interesting thing about Dolores Claiborne is it's uh, like a sister novel to um, Rose Matter. Okay. Um, the eclipse that happens in, in, in uh, what movie? And, well, Rose Matter, uh, Dolores Claiborne, and what's the movie? Gerald's Game. Mm-hmm. That oh. eclipse that happens in Gerald's Game is the same eclipse that happened in Dolores Claiborne. Uh, when she pushes them down the well or whatever, like okay, the, like mm-hmm. they're all kind of connected. I always call them like the 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 strong woman trilogy of Stephen King's works. Like he's all about these strong women overcoming something going on, some abuse or something in their life, and mm-hmm. and like getting past it. But like with like you know his horror flair is so that what what's Dolores Claiborne about? Like what's the plot? Like it's like somebody uh, mur- a murder that goes on mm-hmm. like uh, a woman's being abused by her husband. Jennifer Jason Lee's mother, which is Dolores Claiborne, played by Kathy Bates, is accused of murder. Yeah. And Jennifer Jason Lee is going back home okay. to small town to help her mother basically. Yeah. And then you find out all kinds of crazy backstory yeah. stuff. Yeah, wow. I can't believe I remember this much about this one. Because I only saw this one once, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I thought it was pretty yeah. good. I mean, you put those actresses together in mm-hmm. anything, and you're going to get something decent. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet. Um, so after that was... <laughs> Children of the Corn 3. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Whatever. Bullshit. <laughs> he had nothing to do with that. Langle ears. Yes. No, oh, TV. That movie's a fucking hunk of shit, too. Really? I liked it. It has, <laughs> it has some of the oh. worst special effects CGI yeah, I've ever it seen. It does. It's stupid. It's so bad. Like PS1 era graphics, like the things when they're... Nah, nah. I'm like, yeah. oh, Lord, yeah, it's like animated this. It's a joke. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I liked it. And I'll tell you, I, I don't remember much about it. But what I, I watched it like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So fairly recent, not in the 90s. But I loved, uh, what's his name? Balky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Balky's in it. He yeah, did yeah, a great yeah. job. It, it's one of those, like, from, if I remember correctly, it's kind of one of those, they're all in the same place, but mm-hmm. you know each other movies. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the story it's based on is pretty good, I think. But, yeah, the special effects, I was like, dang, y'all could have spent a couple more dollars on that? Like, more than five? It's <laughs> no. <really bad. laughs> they spent all their, their yeah. budget on Balky. But, like, the, the idea, <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, we got $4 left for these fucking monsters. Let's go. Let's get it going. Perfect strangers. <laughs> Balky. Oh, my God. So next would be Thinner. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I saw this one in the theater, too. Oh, what a fucking monster. That movie made me mad. Yeah. It was. It made me terrible. mad. Yeah. It was so, like... It's, I couldn't, it's mean. It's a mean-spirited movie. It really is, isn't it? Is. That's what we I like about great... it. It's fucking mean, and the ending's yeah. mean, too. I'm like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> we saw oh, some great I, uh, I didn't product. understand why I was supposed to be on that guy's side. I thought he was such a prick. I, I just <laughs> yeah. didn't. like. And, and the makeup was really bad. Makeup like, was bad. Yeah. Like we the, saw our first product placement, too. Oh, um, di- that movie was brought to you by yeah. Diet Pepsi. Doritos. <laughs> 
he, there's a scene well, where he's just horking down Doritos is, in the car trying I, to put weight on. I, yeah, he is. And then there's Doritos and Fritos and Cheetos yeah. all, and Frito-Lay sitting there. Oh, and really? then he's got Diet yeah, Pe- yeah. Pepsi, yeah. And it's, which is the same company. Yeah, it's all the so, same. Yeah. Well, Shit, it's yeah. funny because this movie stars Robert John Burke, mm-hmm. who took over as RoboCop. He played RoboCop oh, really? in RoboCop 3. That's him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He's yeah. a good actor, though. He's a really good actor. It was just the material in this movie was kind of... Yeah, yeah I kind of thought did. I would want to see him in something else. I yeah. thought it was, like, pretty bad. Yeah, I, I just saw this one time. It was, one again, just didn't leave. It was like, yeah, okay. Thinner. The book's also yeah. better. Yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, It was xenophobic, I would say. Yeah, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's, uh, I think... The word term gypsy is like yeah. not a good term. What well, the oh, that's say, right. They yeah. are very, they're portrayed as being pretty evil. What's the political correct term for it? A gypsy? For a gypsy? I think some I've read somewhere somebody said you don't say gypsy. It's like bad. Um, gypsy. Pikey. My okay. <laughs> I have a friend who considers herself a gypsy, and she's okay with the term. She is not okay with um, the term someone being gypped. Oh. And I believe I haven't asked her, but I she probably wouldn't like that movie because they're portrayed as being so like evil. Yeah, and cursing people. And then okay, and the thing that I did like about it though is that Joan Man- Mantegna plays the like mob guy, mm-hmm. and like I just kept feeling like I was watching The Simpsons, <laughs> like, it was fat to- like it was yeah, Fat Tony. Yeah, it's Fat yeah. Tony. And then I'm like <laughs> waiting for the joke, and I'm like, oh wait, this isn't. I'm not mm-hmm. watching The Simpsons. Joe Montana always plays the same guy. Yeah. Too, oh, he does for the most yeah. part. He's playing Fat Tony, like helping him out. <laughs> and I thought it was like funny because I was like, okay, here we go. We got the Italian guy, like bridging the like white man and the like mm-hmm. these ethnic people mm-hmm. with like his mom's old, the knowledge of his mom's old magic, mm-hmm. and then his just, you know, Italian violence. Yeah. I mean, Stephen King in general dislike his books. Like he's definitely he's he's very left leaning liberal. Uh, but uh, just because of how old he is and how long he's been writing, if you read some of his older stuff, and it's not anything I don't think he does intentional, but uh, some of his racial portrayals are a little, shall we say, uh, questionable. Stereotypical. Yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not, it's nothing I don't think he's doing like on purpose. You know. Yeah, um, but he he likes the magical Negro trope a lot. That's mm-hmm. his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he 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 doesn't do it as much now, but he used to. Yeah, he's just writing, just doing piles yeah. of blowing writing. He's a snorting coke thinking. dude, going yeah. town, typewriter. That movie, I I I don't think anyone ever had a problem with that in 1996. But I can yeah. imagine today. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Would. I could not watch that. If somebody said, "Hey, Scott, you want to watch Thinner?" I'd be like, "No." <laughs> I watched it because <laughs> it was no. they added it on Hulu. No, and it was on the list there that that Fangoria had of new things on Hulu, hey, hey, and Scott, I was like, "Oh hey, hey Scott, we're gonna slam your hand in this vice, or you can watch thinner." <laughs> take I'll the vice, dude. Yeah, take the vice. I'll take the vice, man. Like that's I, actually how you get cursed. Movie. You just have to watch thinner like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, not very good. We got like five minutes left, mm. so mm. I think that we should skip over all this crap. Trucks, the Night Flyer, Quicksilver Highway. I haven't seen that. I have not seen any of those. I don't think you guys have no, either. I haven't either. When was Apt People? That one. That was good. That's going to be next. Ninety-eight. Oh, okay. So, cool. last but not least is the Shining TV series remake, which a lot of people actually really like. Yeah. It got a little bit into more of the core yeah. of the book than the Kubrick movie did. 
the visual effects were mm-hmm. really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's got the guy from Wings in it. Yeah, the sure guy. does. <laughs> yep. What's the name? Steven Weber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also had Rebecca De Mornay in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can just stop right there. Let's move it along. <laughs> yeah. Keep on going. Yeah, yeah. But no, I thought it was decent. Yeah. I didn't really dig like the lawn hedges moving yeah. and stuff like that. It's they not added some stupid stuff moving. in there. It's it's not. I remember when it. I I too remember what the big deal when that one was on, and you know, sitting down and watching that, and I was pretty familiar with the Stephen uh, Stanley Kubrick one at that point so it was cool to see something right. without have reading reading the book of how it was different yeah it was tough but to dive into this I really, movie I hated the kid who played Yeah he was not oh. a good Danny Torrance No No I really didn't like him and that that ruined a lot for it for mm. me but I really did like Stephen Weber as Jack I thought he was good Yeah he's a good actor Yeah, he, is. he just doesn't get much work anymore no. yeah. so what else was there? <sighs> that's it. That's oh, it good. for 97. That's we're it. We're, we're done. done. Woo-hoo. We I, I, that's, I thought we were going to be able to get through the rest of this, but there's just so much material. And, it's, and there's a lot of there's so much good material, so there's a lot to talk about. I think you know? the next episode that we do on this, so we can probably wrap it up. We can wrap it up in the next Because I think yeah. there's a little bit of a area where there wasn't that much yeah, coming out. Yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. do much, I think, in like... 2000, 2001, yeah. when I was looking at the... Well, the next thing I have on my list, honestly, is 2003 that I saw. Yeah, so. we're going to be hitting up 1998 with Apt Pupil. And no, then, I, I uh, saw Apt Pupil, I'm wrong. Yeah. I love that book. And then really, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few, but it's not going to be uh, I mean, Dreamcatcher. There's a few, but <laughs> I think we'll be able to get through the rest in... One more episode. We'll finish this next time. Next week, we're not sure what day we'll be on because me and Michelle have a special date next Tuesday night. Really? Oh, yeah. What's it all about? Tell Michelle. Glass. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to the press screening for Glass. You guys are going to sit next to each other? Yep. We're going to hold hands. No, we're not. We're not? My boyfriend watches this. What's that? My boyfriend watches this. Oh, sorry, Dave. (laughs) You're going to share popcorn? Okay, are you going to share popcorn? No. No. Why? What's wrong with that? He does That's share totally popcorn. Platonic. I actually. share popcorn. He does share popcorn. Yeah. It's totally platonic. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what you think. Sorry, Dave. I'm yeah. just goofing. I'm That's just what goofing, she Dave. Said. Don't beat me That's up. That's what Dave and I do. We share popcorn. You Dave's just going to beat the shit out of me next time I see him. Yep. He's going to be cool. He's fighting everybody. <laughs> everybody. Fucking. I'll take <laughs> you all, motherfuckers. He's coming and swaying. <laughs> all right, folks. This was episode 106 yes, of was. Real Crime. We'll be back next week or the week after. We'll let you know. Bye. Bye. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.